Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Greeting from Seattle. I'm so glad that I can spend time with you in this teaching to lay down firm foundations for your faith walk. So that you can be fruitful and effective disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm so glad that you are hungry for the Word of God. I would like to continue to teach the foundations of how to walk with God. It's so important that we know the truth, and the truth shall set us free. And when we obey the Word of God, we shall prosper, and we shall be blessed by the Lord. Let us pray, Father. We thank you so much, Lord, for giving us the Bible, and for the Holy Spirit who will teach us in this lesson, Lord. We surrender to you. We ask for the anointing to speak to us, and you open heaven and shine your light upon our spirit and our soul. Oh Lord, we want to learn from you. We want to hear from you, Lord, and we want to be doers of the Word of God. We thank you, Lord, in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. We pray, Amen. I believe that you have a chance to listen to the last lesson. I was talking about being a truly born again Christian. In fact, I would like to continue to talk about how to walk with our Lord Jesus Christ. Actually, a Christian or a believer is a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are. The follower of Christ. In the last lesson, we learned that when we become a Christian, we put our faith in the Lord, and the true faith will follow by our action. And it's also important to know the principle, the law, or the commands of the Lord. And in order to please Him, we need to obey His commands. We obey His command. Because we love him, not because we feel condemned or feel guilty about what we're doing or not doing, we love him and we want to obey him. That is a true disciple of Jesus Christ. Thank God we can receive the grace from the Lord through His Spirit, the Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of us, give us power and grace so that we can understand the. Commandments of God, and we can follow the commandments by His power. In Matthew chapter twenty-two, verses thirty-five to forty, the Bible says, "Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him and saying, 'Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law?' Jesus said to him, 'You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart.'" And with all your soul and with all your mind, this is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it: you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. In order to walk with the Lord Jesus Christ as His disciple or follower, we need to understand these two laws. Love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, 
and love your neighbor as yourself. And if you can do these two laws, you obey the scripture or the Bible because love is the foundation of our walk with God. Therefore, the Lord always speak to me to pastor the church that He put under my care by encouraging, teaching, being good example to His people in the church, so that they can love the Lord their God. I always pray that the members of New Hope International Church will really love the Lord and love one another. I don't want God's people to come to church as a religion or going through the motions or just try to fulfill their religious commitments. Actually, I want the love of God to fill their heart and they are moved and they walk by love. They really want to obey Him because they love Him and I also want to love Him more and more each day. Thank God He sent us the Helper, the Holy Spirit. In our sinful nature, we tend to love ourselves and we tend to be selfish. But the Holy Spirit is the one who pours His love into our heart. Romans chapter 5, verse 5, the Bible says, And hope does not disappoint us, because God has poured out His love into our heart by the Holy Spirit, whom He has given us. God really spoke to me so many times that it's so important that you move in the Spirit, that you lay hand and you invite the Holy Spirit to come into the house of God and touch my people, fill my people up. Today, I watch a sharing in the program, in the Instagram, that a preacher said that in America, newer generation, 30 to 50% of the new generation in the U.S. have walked away from their faith, from Christianity. When I watched that sharing or that program, I was thinking that, wow, the church needs the Holy Spirit. We need to pray that the Holy Spirit will be poured out into the church, touch His people so that their heart will be full of the love of God and they can love God. When you are touched by the Spirit, you know and you know that God is so real and the love of God will increase on inside of you and you can love Him more, not by your own love, but by His love, because the Holy Spirit graciously poured the love of God into our heart. What motivates us to obey God and to walk by faith, true faith, not dead faith, is the love for the Lord. Not only that, we are motivated to obey the Lord because we walk in the reverent fear toward the Lord. The Lord is a judge. He is a God of justice. And when we sin against Him, we may face His judgment or His discipline. It doesn't mean that we're going to go to hell if we are the believer, but eventually God may need to discipline us by love. The Bible says that the Father loves His children, therefore the Father disciplined them. In the same way, our Father in heaven will discipline those who are rebelling against Him. I'm talking about believers here, talking about the saints or the believers, the Christian or the followers of Jesus Christ. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 13 say, The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mouth I hate. God hates lies 
arrogance and pride, and God wants us to walk in the reverent fear toward Him. I admit to you that after I became a Christian many years ago, I saw many, many disciplines of God upon my life and upon my wife, and we really want to avoid God's discipline. Therefore, for years we have walked in the fear of the Lord. We say no to our flesh. We say no to the temptation, because we want to please God. We want to make God smile at us. We don't want to make God upset with us or grieve about us. We want God to smile and be happy. And in order to do that, we want to obey the Lord. The Bible says in the book of James, chapter four, verse seventeen. Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. I learned from the Lord that. As a follower of Christ and the one who walks by faith, I want to obey the Lord. When I learn from the scriptures or from the Holy Spirit that there are certain things that I should do as believer, I should obey Him. I may not rob a bank. I may not murder anybody. I may not do any corruption in my office or against the government. But if I don't do the right thing, that I should do. I also sin against the Lord. So when I learn from the Scripture or from the Holy Spirit what is the right thing to do, I want to obey the Lord right away because I love Him and I have a reverent fear toward the Lord. I want to make God happy with me. I want to be acceptable to the Lord. I want Him to show favor to my life. I want to seek Him with all my heart, and I want to obey what God says. I remember the story of Ruth. Wow, a widow who sought the Lord. She followed her mother-in-law to the land of Israel, and she really humbled herself. She went out to pick up some fruit and something to take care of her mother-in-law. And the Lord looked down from heaven and saw that she was a very godly woman who believed in Jehovah, who did good to her mother-in-law. God. Show his favor to her by bringing a man to her, and she got married, and she became an ancestor of the Lord Jesus Christ. I noticed in the Bible that so many people who obey the Lord, believe in Him, and do the right thing before His eyes, the Lord gave them favor and great grace. So I would like to encourage you: you don't do bad things, you don't do evil things, and at the same time. You obey the Lord to do the right thing. For example, if God say to you, "Commit to a local church," you commit. You love your pastor. You go to church every Sunday. Don't miss the church unless you have an emergency situation. You pay tithes and you really serve the Lord by your gift and serve the Lord to build His kingdom. You seek the kingdom of God first. You do the right thing, and the Lord will give you favor. Romans chapter eight verse twenty nine say. For those God foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brothers. The third motivation that helps us to walk by faith and in obedience is that we want to obey God in the area of becoming more like the Lord Jesus Christ. We want to grow up spiritually, and we want to be like Christ. And the Lord Jesus Christ. Set us a good example of obeying the Father, walking in holiness, righteousness, serving the Father, serving mankind. 
I encourage you that you want to become more like Jesus. Every single year, you grow spiritually more and more. You love God more and more. The reverent fear in your heart toward the Lord will grow more. You become more and more righteous. You serve the Lord, and the people around you who look at you, they will say, "Wow, he is or she is very godly. He behaves." Like Jesus Christ, He has the same attitude and the mind of Christ. Romans chapter eight verses four to fifteen say, "One day Jesus told a story to a large crowd that had gathered from many towns to hear Him. A farmer went out to plant his seed. As he scattered it across his field, some seed fell on a footpath where it was stepped on, and the birds ate it. Other seed fell among rocks." It began to grow, but the plant soon wilted and died for lack of moisture. Other seed fell among the thorns that grew up with it and choked out the tender plants. Still, other seed fell on fertile soil. This seed grew and produced a crop that was a hundred times as much as had been planted. When he had said this, he called out anyone. With ears to hear, should listen and understand. His disciple asked him what this parable meant. He replied, "You are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of God, but I use parables to teach the others, so that the scriptures might be fulfilled. When they look, they won't really see. When they hear, they won't understand. This is the meaning of the parable: the seed." Is God's word. The seed that fell on the footpath represent those who hear the message, only to have the devil come and take it away from their hearts and prevent them from believing and being saved. The seeds on the rocky soil represent those who hear the message and receive it with joy, but since they don't have deep roots, they believe for a while, then they fall away when they face temptation. The seeds that fell among the thorns represent those who hear the message, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the cares and riches and pleasures of this life, and so they never grow into maturity. And the seeds that fell on the good soil represent honest, good-hearted people who hear God's word, cling to it, and patiently produce a huge harvest. You can see here that. It's so important to have the right heart, like a good soil. I notice that this parable is true in my eyes. There are four kinds of people, or four kinds of hearts: the pavement, the rocky soil, the thorn area, and the good soil. God say He want you to receive the commandments or the word of God into your heart, and let it grow in your heart, and you obey the word. You see, true believers. Or true disciples, or true saints of the Lord Jesus Christ, are those who have good heart, receive the word, and obey the word, and then they will produce hundred times. They will become more mature. They become fruitful, and they are blessed by the Lord. It's so important that we allow the Holy Spirit to cleanse our heart, to clean our heart. That's why I love the fire of God. I love the touch of God. I love to have the Holy Spirit touch me, touch my members. King David said this way in Psalm 51, verses 10 to 11: 
Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence, from your tangible presence, or take your Holy Spirit from me. I love this prayer. I ask God, don't take your Holy Spirit from New Hope International Church. Don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Touch me more. Fill me, because your Holy Spirit will pour the love of God into my heart, that I will love Jesus more. He will pour the grace, the power into my heart, into my life, so that I can obey the commandments of the Lord, and I will love Him more. And I want the Holy Spirit to purify my heart, that my heart will be like a good soil. I pray that you all who listen to this teaching will be touched by the fire, and you surrender your heart to God, and let Him change your heart to be good soil. And the word of God will produce fruit in your life. It's so important when we read the scripture that as saints of God, or believers, or disciples, or be or Christians, we need to know the word and obey the word. I keep saying this because I notice that many believers just think that oh, it's okay. I believe in Jesus. I can live whatever I want, the way I want. I don't care to know the word. I don't need to obey the word. God love me anyway. God has grace for me. God forgive me anyway. I can repent and ask God for forgiveness many times a day. I can live a loose life. I can smoke. I can drink. I can gamble. I can commit adultery. Who cares? God love me and has grace for me anyway. Look at Matthew seven twenty one to twenty seven. This is the command of the Lord or the teaching from the mouth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not everyone who says to me, "Lord, Lord," shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. You notice the word "does the will" or takes action, not just live a loose life, but take action of faith. Many will say to me in that day, "Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name?" And then I will declare to them. I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness, or you who break the law of God, who don't care the word of God, the commandment of the Lord. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blow and beat on that house. And it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who builds his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell. And great was its fall. Let me read Matthew seven twenty three from another version. And then I will declare to them publicly. I never knew you. Depart from me. You are banished from my presence. You who act wickedly, disregarding my commands. This is from Amplified Bible. From all these scriptures, you can see that God expects all of us to become a disciple and walk by faith and takes action of faith. We need to study the Bible. We need to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And we need to do the right thing in His eyes. We need to please Him, love Him, obey Him. 
have the reverent fear toward Him, we want to become more like Jesus Christ. We value the word or the commands of God, depends on the grace of God and the power of the Holy Spirit to obey Him, to serve Him, and to please Him. We should not call ourselves a Christian, but live loose life, live wickedly, disobedient to the Lord. We should obey what He says. We should be the good soil. Matthew chapter 5, 17 to 20, the Bible says, Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. This is what Jesus said. He did not come to delete the Bible or to get rid of all the commandments. We cannot say that, oh, God doesn't want us to know the commands anymore. God doesn't want us to know the Bible. We can leave anything we want. We can sin against God. That's okay. No. God said, I did not come to destroy the law. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For as surely I say to you, till earth and heaven pass away, one jot or one tittle will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. Whoever therefore breaks one of these least of these commandments and teaches men so, shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say to you that unless your righteousness exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. My brothers and sisters, we should encourage one another to know the Bible, the Word of God, to know the Holy Spirit, who will speak to us according to the word. We should encourage one another to obey the law of God, such as to be a giver, to build the church, to love people, to be merciful and forgive people, to love your wife, to honor your husband, to pray, to use your gift to serve one another, to evangelize, to share the gospel, to lay hand on the sick. All these commands in the Bible, we should practice. We should not cut even one verse out of the Bible. We should know the word and practice the word. James chapter 2 verses 19 to 20 say, you believe that there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. You foolish man, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? The Bible says that demons also believe that Jesus is God. But the difference between demons and believers are this. They both believe that Jesus is God and God is the creator. The difference is that demons will not obey God. They rebel against God. They sin against God. But the spirit of believer, we surrender to God and we obey the word of God by the grace and the power of the Holy Spirit. John chapter 14 verse 15. If you love me, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Please, my brothers and sisters, love the Lord and get to know his command and obey his commands. John fourteen twenty four. he who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. My brothers and sisters, let us make a decision to love the Lord with all our heart, love neighbor as ourselves, and let us make a decision to please Him, to have a reverent fear toward Him, to grow up spiritually, to study the Bible, 
and depend on the grace and the power of the Holy Spirit to practice what we learn, to be doers of the word, not just hearer of the word. We want to build our life on the rock of His word, so that when the storm come, when the rain fell, it will not destroy us. We're going to be fruitful. The Bible promises that if we obey the Lord, the Lord will bless us, and we shall be fruitful disciples or followers of Jesus Christ. First John chapter three verse twenty-two say, "And receive from Him anything we ask." Because we obey His commands and do what pleases Him, I like that. I want to be that kind of Christian. I will obey God's commands, and anything in my life, I will obey Him and please Him. Many times, the Lord corrects me. He talks to me about my attitudes, my motive in serving the Lord. He show me what to do. He show me what not to do, and I say, Lord. I loved you. I want to please you. I will obey you. Tell me, I'm gonna do what you say. And when I do that, God answer my prayer. God show His favor to me, and my life will be effective and fruitful for the Lord. John 15:7. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, which means that we have a very good relationship with Jesus, have good fellowship. We please Him. We love Him. And His word or His commandments become a part of our life. We practice what we learn, and this is a promise: ask whatever you wish, and it will be given to you. Do you want God to answer your prayer? Do you want to be blessed, prosperous, fruitful, and pleasing and acceptable to the eyes of God? Do you want to receive the favor from God? Do you want Him to open the floodgate of heaven and pour His blessing on you? If you want to do that, remain in Jesus. Have strong relationship with the Lord, and let the Word of God come into your heart, and you practice what you learn. Second Timothy three sixteen to seventeen. All Scripture is given by the inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. The Lord want all of us to do good work. He want to bless us, make us fruitful. He doesn't want us to be doing evil works. He want us to be good people. God is good. We should be good children. God is righteous. We should be righteous disciple of Jesus. God is holy. We should be holy followers of Jesus Christ. How can we be righteous and holy? By faith, and through faith, will produce actions of obedience. Let me read the last promise of God in this teaching, Psalm chapter eighty-four, verse eleven. For the Lord God is a sun and shield; the Lord bestows present grace and favor and future glory, honor, splendor, and heavenly bliss. God would give you grace, favor, glory, honor, splendor, and blessing to you. Why does this happen? The Bible continues to say. No good thing will he withhold from those who walked uprightly. I believe that you are that person. You walk uprightly. You love the Lord. You fear the Lord. You want to grow up spiritually. You are hungry for the Word, and you walk uprightly before the eyes of God. And He will give you good things, blessing, favor, good breaks, 
promotion, open doors, open the way for you, give you favor everywhere you go. God's protection will be on you. He will bless you, and He will make you the head, not the tail. I believe that from today on, after you listen to this teaching, you will be fruitful disciples of followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you're going to practice what you learn from this teaching. I want to tell you, this is not just a theory, a doctrine that I tell you. I have personal experience of what I am teaching you right now. I walk with God for almost 40 years. And I see and experience that when I follow Christ faithfully with the heart of obedience, the Lord really bless me, protects me, and take care of me. And I believe that will be your experience as well. Let me ask you a couple questions. Please write the answer down and send to your mentor or your pastor. Number one, how you going to build your life on the rock? That your life will be so strong, so fruitful, hundred times. How you going to build your house on the rock like what Jesus said? Number two, if you want God to answer your prayer and take care of you, what kind of lifestyle should you have on this earth in relationship to the Lord, your Savior, your Master, your Provider, your Waymaker, your Healer, and your Shepherd. May the Lord bless you. I hope to see you in the next teaching. Thank you so much for spending time with me. Please come back and listen to other teachings. God bless you. The Lord loved you. I and Pastor Dad loved you too and believe that the best thing will happen in your life. The best days are coming. God bless you. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.